How do folks? Coming up on this week's edition of the Mayo Are Back podcast, we headed out to Bravey House Hotel for the Mayo Press Night. We had some interviews with some well-known members of the Mayo panel. We look back at the Mayo ladies' stunning All-Ireland semi-final win over the Rebels. And of course, Mayo's victory over the Kingdom in Crow Park last Saturday. And this week's Mayo Are Back podcast is brought to you in association with the South Korean County Board, who are teaching young South Korean children the ways of the GAA through listening to the Mayo Are Back podcast. Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. Howie lads, Con Mort here. Mayo are back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo are back. Angelina Nugent speaking. Just wanted to say, uh, Mayo are back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo are back podcast. How do? Pope Francis here. Mayo are back. Mayo are fucking back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. They're back. Mayo. Hello there, how do and welcome to the fourth edition of the Mayo Are Back podcast. We're here today, we're in Kingspan, Brefney Park, County Cavan. We were here to watch the Mayo ladies do the business in the semi-final over the Rebels. We're absolutely thrilled. We hadn't intended on doing a podcast this week, but the red and green mist just descended over us and we decided just to, I suppose, huddle in under the stand here and have a little bit of fun. So sitting around beside me here, we've got Patsy Broderick is sitting here to my left. How do? You're very welcome, Patsy. And sitting to my right here, we've got uh, TJ. I'm just finishing up now my ham sandwich. I'm just having a, a little bit of a picnic there now after that win, but wow, we, 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 we really are proud of our ladies, so we are. They were absolutely fabulous out there today and back in the All-Ireland final and I have to say we're absolutely delighted for Cork. Uh, terrible sportswomanship there in the game. They were they didn't take it too well. They've been in every final for the last 14 years and I think it's a, it's about time we've seen them beat. You know, it's nice to give the Mayo team a bit of a chance to go and have a bit of a match. First All-Arnold in 10 years, I might add. Very first one and it's going to be absolutely class to beat Dublin in both finals this year. We're going to do the double over Dublin. Double Ds. And what about that for a performance from the Mayo ladies? Oh, wow. They were absolutely sensational. Players showing up all over the pitch. Scores coming from every angle. Yes, in particular, the Cora Staunton route. Cora weighing in herself with a goal and nine points. You know, she was like a blindfolded Pat Holmes driving up Main Street backwards, coming through the Cork defence at times. She really, really showed and as we all know any of you have seen that before that is an unstoppable force that will never be stopped by any cornerback and I think it's great to see Cora back she's had a bit of a lull there in the last couple of years she hasn't been scoring as prolifically and I think it was long overdue that Cora gave in a good scoring display for Mayo I really think that a lot could be taken from the men's team just from watching the ladies match today I mean the way Cora just takes the ball runs past her player and puts it over the bar really some of our own players could really learn a thing or two from that in my opinion yeah it's quite a simple game when you when you speak of it like that TJ and I suppose look at it, at the end of the day it's the scores that win the games because I think if Mayo score more against Dublin in the All-Ireland final I think it's fair to say they'll be in with a good shout of winning it. I think so and you know like uh, on their management side of things you know Frank Brown talks no Brown he's straight to the point you know, yeah. that's why them girls are winning. And the girls clearly they have a great love for their manager no more than the Mayo team for their little teddy bear But they all turned out star performances the Homeli sisters from Bohol and Moyne Davids they really turned out well again you know weighing in with goals and points 
points. Yeah, I think uh, I think all they're missing really, I suppose, is uh, maybe a maybe a Moy Gowna presence in the team. We haven't seen anyone from Moy Gowna on the Mayo ladies in a while now. Sarah Tierney from Holly Mountbury Morn as well was outstanding in the backs, so you have to give her due credit. And what about that performance from the Minstrels' finest, Sean Conlon, cornerback? Very sticky, very tight marker. You know, gave gave her woman nothing. Very sticky. Very yeah. Juice. So look, I hope hope he can do it. Minor under twenty one, and in two weeks' time, he'll have an All Ireland senior medal to his name as well. Or she, should I say? Yes, you should. Yeah, so there's, I suppose there's a couple of main talking points in the game. First of all, that absolutely wonderful fisted goal from Cora Staunton's daughter. It was brilliant to see, not unlike Jeremy O'Connor's. It was more fist. of a, it was it was kind of an, an open-handed fist. He she fisted it with the palm of her hand and she fisted it right into the bag past the goalie. She never stood a chance. The ball came in and she just got the ball and she just went fist like that fist. into the back of the Fister. net it really really proved decisive that along with the outstanding penalty what save. about that penalty what a what an absolutely spectacular penalty shot so, that y- was Yvonne Byrne cousin to Mick Byrne um, do you know I think she's a potential placement for 16th man in the Mayo team talk to me about that penalty save what a just flying through the air I, I've never seen a rocket like it it was it was like it was like Donald Drake coming onto the pitch the speed at which she just she just leapt from one uh, side of the goal to the other and just he'd, like I didn't see the ball she did I don't know how she did but she really took the innocence out of that ball. So it's fair to say the Mayo ladies they've done us proud. I hope they'll uh, they'll celebrate that one. Three weeks now to the final. So at this point, folks, we're going to have a look back. We're going to throw it back to last Saturday afternoon in Crow Park and Mayo do do doing the business against Kerry and booking a place in the All Arnold final on the third Sunday in September. Here we are now, landed safely, standing on the hill. Fine big Mayo crowd coming in already at this stage. Fine weather. Marvellous day, sun shining, we're happy to be here. We've got one late change to the Kerry team, James Donahue is out. That could leave me only to predict Mayo to win by at least the odd score. Mayo by the odd score. Mayo by the odd score or, or a draw. Halftime score reads Mayo 1-8, Kerry 6 points. We're after smashing in a goal from Jeremy O'Connor. Killian has tagged on a freeze. Pat Larry, could you tell us your thoughts on that fisted goal, please? Oh, wow, TJ. What an absolutely fabulous goal that was. The ball was kicked in, and Doc just came in with a flying, smashing fist. A flying fist. rattled the back of the onion sack. An absolutely incredible goal. What a day, what an occasion. I think we're going to do it. The finest fist I've seen. Can we say at this point we're glad that Stephen O. Rockford is finally listening to our tactics? Not our favourite chant by any means, but. Go on, Aiden. Get over, Dan. Right, Kibri. Give him a pass, give him a pass. Good pass. Get over! Starfish has gone off. Two red cards in as many minutes. Kerry are down to 13 men. They are down to 14. There's a minute left. Leon Goff, you bollock! Folks, now we're back. We've got a Leanne Mayo Fasad. What 
do we think, lads? Are we going to do it? I think Mayo are going to do, do, do it. That's for sure. There's no doubt in my mind. I think looking ahead to this final as well, there's no doubt about it, folks. It's been a long time since we've been in an All-Ireland final, but our record in big games in Crow Park is absolutely stellar, I think. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I think we're going to do the business this year. I, I think we have it. It speaks for itself. You know, the Mayo supporters, this drought has gone on for so long. It's since we had an All-Ireland final to relish. But I think we really are going to look forward to it this year. I I think we'll win it. I think we will, hopefully. Look, I mean, it's a really unique pairing. I suppose it's been a long time since we've played Dublin. Our record speaks for itself. I think this bunch of players have it in them to do it. I think come Sunday evening on the 17th of September, we'll be, we'll be riding home with Sam, I think. And what about those supporters, guys? I mean, I'm looking here at the, the Connacht News in front of me here, and chair, the chairman of the Mayo County Board has come out and said, Mike Kennelly, that he's hailed these unbelievable Mayo supporters. He says they have some of the deepest pockets in Ireland. Well, if you actually read into that article, Fat Larry, you'll see the comment that he makes there is that he cannot believe that the Mayo supporters are still doing the same chant, Mayo, Mayo, Mayo. Einstein defined insanity as doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. We show up every year, every September, Mayo, 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 and what has it led to? Nothing. Now, last weekend, there was a difference. There was a different aura in Crow Park. And if we listen to this quick audio clip that was taken from Hill 16 last weekend, you can hear up on 70,000 Mayo supporters chanting this famous chant. Wish, listen now. So there you have it, folks. I mean, I suppose a lot of people have been listening into the podcast. We proved in our last podcast with our prediction about the, the fisted goals. I think we've proven here that we've got some of the most top-class analysts in the country. And if you want us to speak seriously again, we would urge the Mayo supporters that come the 17th of September, there should be no more chanting in Crow Park other than Mayo do, do, do. We would ask the Mayo supporters to chant it in the first minute, the second minute. The 19th minute, the 51st minute, the 52nd minute. The 6th, the 13th. Every minute, every every minute of the match, we should fill with a do-do-do chant. Even if it goes to a replay, you're not allowed to stop saying Mayo do-do-do until the next match is played. That's what happens when the red mist descends on people. And speaking of the red mist, it would be remiss of us not to comment on our good friend of the podcast and Mayo's superfan, PJ. The red mist descended on him in a big way last week, guys, just shortly after the Mayo Kerry victory. It all got too much for him. Yeah, it's been a tough week for us here at Mayo. We're back, folks. We lost, uh, we lost one of our fine JP unfortunately the red and green mist descended over him we were up there in the Mayo University Hospital there at the early hours of Sunday morning and we were informed with the bad news that he had been diagnosed with terminal Mayo fever and the only way of saving him I suppose was if we were to send him as far away from Crow Park as we could so unfortunately we've lost him he's headed off there we had to send him to South Korea and uh, yeah he'll be greatly missed here but I suppose as he said himself he's been there for all the last in the past few years and you know maybe that's the old man that we we've been looking for yep I suppose and this point I think there's nothing more else that we can say but Fergal Bowl and Fergal Bowl and
Fergal Bowl. And so lastly, looking not back, but of course within. We never look back here at the Mayo Back Podcast. We always look within. And looking within that performance, we're handing out the Martin Kearney sponsored Most Superior Man of the Match Award. Your nominations, please. Well, I'll kick it off here, I suppose. My most superior man of the match was a, a player, I suppose. He's been in the panel for a few years now. Really talented player. You know, he'd a few great seasons there a couple of years ago, but there's been a, a kind of a lull in the last while. But wow, he came back into form on Saturday and that man was none other than Ken Doherty. I'd say for me, myself, it'd have to be the return of the immense uh, Conor O'Shea. You know, great to see him back. He was he was moving, he covered a lot of ground. He was very physical. He was getting up, fighting, you know, and that's great for a man that nearly ended his career with that shoulder injury that not many people know of. Do you know, he, he kind of kept himself. He was very reserved because it was a terrible injury. Do you know, he, he usually orders a small latte from Cafe Rua, except he went for a large espresso this time and just the shoulder went. But as he was walking down the stairs, I think he I think he went to take a photo or I of think some sort. Uh, a nice pair of shoes? Chucks or something? I don't know what they are. But. Yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a strange, I don't know what he was trying to achieve with that, but he got his comeuppance, his large coffee tipped him over as he went to take his uh, his photo and he fell down the steps of Café Rua. And the last man that I'd mention and put forward to the most superior man of the match would be Cullum the Boiler Boyle from Bohola Moyne Davids. The Boyle on Kerry's arse. The Fisting King. What a match, what a performance, what a man. Now, time to hand out our award. Who are we going to give it to, lads? I think we've, we've mentioned some fantastic players there and some, you know, some great great input from everyone there but I think we're going to have to give it to none other than and, you know, I think you know what I'm about to say here and that's the first when you look back in the performance guys there's no doubt about it I mean we put it forward a motion to Stephen Rockford he was obviously listening there was so much more use of the fist in that replay against Kerry two goals and one point from open fisted play and you could say that the Mayo fist had a hand in every other score because every single move involved at least one fist pass so last Saturday folks from a fisting point of view oh wow we had fists of all kinds we had Doc with the smashy fist we had Adney Morning who who came in with the the slappy fist. We had uh, Conroy Loftus from Cross Malina with the stern fist. Hey! And oh wow, Tom Parsons just all over the park, just with the gentle caressing fists. Just linking the play together, just being just being a real gentleman. Magic. And look at you know, we're absolutely delighted with the result. It was an unbelievable team performance and we hope to see more of the same in the final against the dubs. You're talking about Adney Mornan. You know, we speak about him every week, but the movement of this guy, he's a fabulous, fabulous young footballer with many years left ahead of him. He's right. got three twenty one this season in the championship. Unbelievable and no signs of him slowing down yet. His fist has been fashioned to the, the hand of Jesus in some quarters in Mayo. I'd be tend to agree with that. He's just a man who just he's getting better with age. I think between himself Ken Dorothy and Kinneal O'Connor they're really making up a very potent inside forward line with young Conroy Loftus coming on off the bench as well you know Dublin backs they're going to be under pressure and what about that late substitution that came on against uh, against Kerry Danny Kibri oh wow oh magnificent oh, I'm looking at some of the uh, I'm looking at some of the player ratings here in front of me here we see uh, Killian O'Connor was given a 7 Jeremy O'Connor was given a 7 Danny Kibri 2 minutes on the field was given a big fat 7 would it be called for Danny Cribby to come in and replace one of the boys from the tubber in the next match well listen you know you know what my answer to that question is and that is a big solid Mayo yes sorry Patsy you want to weigh in there just uh, just on the on that um, the, <coughs> the the boys it's okay the boys from the tubber 
uh, just on that can we please refrain from singing that that, that song why so even just saying that phrase because uh, I have a good authority that every time that song is sung players on the senior panel do their hamstrings yeah Patsy I think just just take a minute there for us just take, take a glass of water get back to us in a minute so <laughs> listen folks if we could take Patsy's advice that'd be really appreciated stat attack stat attack listen folks we have got a really from the stats point of view looking back to the Kerry game I'm looking here at then we got a fascinating stat from the Mayo game David Clark's kickouts he he took 100% of Mayo's kickouts against Kerry. What about that for a stat? Wow, that's amazing. Another stat attack. Killian O'Connor did not score a free against Kerry after he was given a black card. That's a big worry. Coming down the stretch, we're going to need Killian O'Connor to be knocking those frees over the bar if we're going to beat the, the AIG Blueskins. Stat attack! Stat attack! Sports psychologist Neve Fitzpatrick has been praised for her role with the Mayo senior football team. She has told the lads to believe that they can win the match and then they will have a better chance of winning the match than if they did not believe that they could win the match. Stat Attack. Mayo have not won in All-Ireland since 1951. Stat! Stat Attack was brought to you by Mace Ballinalat. The only stat you need to know is that Supermax is class. Well, that was absolutely statastic. Thanks very much for our sponsors for delivering that little break for us. Now, you know, we've talked about Kerry at great length. I think we've given them their due respect. Now it's time to look forward and let's keep progressing. Yep. Let's get ready for our match against Dublin in a neutral venue in Dublin in three weeks' time. Yeah, well, I suppose in terms of Sampling the build up to the game, folks. There's no better man here at the Mayo back team to do it other than my good self. I sat down there in the McHale Park uh, car park there on Tuesday for 12 hours waiting for Mayo training. I knew that they weren't training, but I had nothing better to be doing with myself, I suppose. And last week we had a we had a great night there. Last Wednesday we were out at the Brafey House Hotel. I was sitting up in a tree. I was getting some nice photos of some of the the Mayo players were there. They were giving their interviews. Stephen Rochford was in attendance as well. I managed to creep in there and uh, I got a few interviews so I suppose we'll start the first one he's our Mayo Lion or leader Stephen Rochford this is what he had to say in the build up to the All-Ireland football final well you know look at every day you go out I mean absolutely every time you go and you give an interview you try and you know give as little away as possible you know you have to obviously speak when they ask you a question but you don't really have to answer the question you can really just talk around it and really just make you know kind of nonsensible comments like you know we're really looking forward to it and we're really going to try and do our best um you know you really don't want to say anything that could be used against you at any stage and you really don't want to uh you know say anything that could put the team in jeopardy you might want to you know adopt an approach like the dublin media team did last year and really target one of their players you could say something like i think jim connolly is a bollocks or something like that in the lead up to a match so that's that's what you're trying to do every time you go out and have one of these press evenings Stephen, it's a great time to be involved with the the mayo senior team looking ahead to the final i hear you're getting lots of of nice new gear ahead of the game and you'll be getting a lovely new suit as well how do you feel about that ah we always say it's amazing you know that's the reason why we're doing this really deep down it's to get the free gear to get those nice days out and those nice stays in the hotels and we'd like to thank the mayo ga supporters for their continued support and account of course our good friends in the county board for you know pumping the money into us every year without fail and giving us even more money than we need it's great to have it and we're using it quite well yeah i have to say Stephen, you're looking absolutely flattering in that lovely jumper you're wearing lovely tight fitting Thanks very much. And finally, Stephen, just looking ahead to the final, have you got any tricks up your mayo sleeve? Oh, you know, does does a cat drink milk? Of course I do. I have a few little tricks that I have to come out with at some stage now. You know, there was a lot made of my decision for playing Aidan O'Shea at full back two weeks in a row, but we just stuck to the usual process. You know, we did the same thing we do all the time. For example, I would watch the footage of Kerry's earlier games, had about 32 slices of easy singles and went to bed. And the dreams I had that night really informed my team selection. I just had a dream. I thought I was going to play Aidan O'Shea at full back. 
back and you know we went for it and it ended up and it worked out really I think to the it was the best possible selection on the day so who knows when we come down into the stretch of the Dublin game I'll start watching the footage I'll go for maybe you know 25 26 little baby bells and maybe a few a few round uh, laughing cows and uh, you know I might come out and maybe start decide that uh, you know we, we in that match we specifically tried to target Aiden to go in and man mark one of their best players you know when you're talking about Dublin's key players you're talking about Stephen Cluxton on the kickouts so maybe for example after I have my wheel of cheese I might decide to put Aiden O'Shea on our kickouts and play him in goal Any, anything could happen you know between now and the final thanks for that Stephen well listen I hope those baby bells don't uh, send Stephen too mad so at this point folks we uh, we sat down we had a chat there he wasn't present on the night but we were lucky enough to have a hologram interview with Mayo's softly spoken midfield powerhouse Tom Parsons here's what he had to say Tom you've been on the go a long while now you've put up a lot of miles on the clock for Mayo but just give us a little insight Tom into baby Tom what did you do what did you enjoy doing when you were a young boy growing up in Charlestown picked up GA at very very young age I think everybody in the west of Ireland and Mayo there's there's no other distractions in Mayo out from Gaelic football so through my upbringing GA was it played with Charlestown, which is my local club, right up t- through the ranks. And a few childhood heroes there who played with Mayo in John Casey, David Heeren and Aidan Higgins. So always had that a- aspiration with my club, Charlestown, t- to play with Mayo. Tom, can you describe your role for us in this Mayo team? Midfield is a- an easy position to, to explain. You know, I, I link defence to attack. And in that position, you need huge aggression and work rate in your tackling and getting on ball and ultimately as a midfielder it's winning primary possession but the game is changing now and there's not as many long kickouts as there was previously so you have to be able to adapt to short kickouts so me myself I pride myself in keeping it simple give the ball to people in the better positions and try to get our shooters in the ball well thanks very much for that that was Mayo midfield powerhouse Tom Parsons, the easiest man in Ireland to listen to, I think it's fair to say. Look, I think it's as fair to say about Tom, he's as nice to listen to as he is to look at. And we had him both visual and audio at the press night where he performed that hologram interview. And it really was a pleasure to be there. And now, last but not least, we're going to go back to our most popular segment of last week's podcast. We're going to go for our paper reviews. So we've got the do-do-do paper review as brought to you by the Western Mayo Telegraph. Starting off, we've got the first little piece that I'd like to pick out, and this is an important one because it ties in with another topic that we've brushed on over our times in the podcast, and that is the uh, the fraudulent, fraudulent actions of the Mayo County Broad. Ooh, wow. Yeah, this, this time of year, folks, I suppose, the final coming up around the corner, it's a great time for jumping on the Mayo bandwagon. And there's been stern warnings coming out from the County Broad in the last week. Beware of fraudulent fundraising, Mayo GA warns. Now, this <gasps> is just... <laughs> Wow. The Mayo GA PRO in a statement has said that they would like all supporters to be conscious of fraudulent fundraising activity that may be happening as a result of our senior football team qualifying for the All-Ireland Football Final. This is laughable. How dare they? How dare they talk down to us like that? Talking about fraudulent fundraisers. They're the masters of fraudulent fundraising. 
They've been fundraising and sacking mangers and throwing money about willy-nilly trying to get this team in All-Arnold. And it sickens me. Patsy, you've got an incident that you want to talk about going up to the match last weekend. I was driving up to the game the last day with, with a good friend of mine and we were coming onto the Chapel Lizard bypass and just got pulled in. I know, I recognised the van. I didn't think it was a speed van. It was like, it was a black van with Mayo players imprinted on it. And all of a sudden, this, this figure just came across the three lanes of traffic and stopped them all. And 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 pulled me in. Now I won't I won't name names, but he loves his money. And uh, he pulled me into the side of the road. I, I, do you know what? He, he's a crook. He's more of a crook now than that that Morris Deegan is a crook. Mm. And he he said you were going a hundred in a in a ninety nine zone. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And he goes, well, you can give the county board fifty euro. Yeah, I think there was definitely something amiss there uh, when when the guard informed you that you needed to pay the the speeding fine in McHale Park. So I think it's fair to say that something something is amiss there. I was also talking to uh, Mike Kennelly there at the uh, at the Mayo press night, and he did say to me that all payments made towards official Mayo fundraisers should be given in cold hard cash. It's important that none of that money would go through the books or that the banks would hear about it. It's important that it goes straight into the pockets of our loyal players if you have been affected by any of the issues raised in the mail or back podcast please dm the page and in my paper review folks i'm reading here in the mayo telegraph we have uh, as always a very insightful piece written from written from mayo's foremost ga analyst marcin carney and he did has the headline in the paper this week cullum boyle is class is the headline for- it's an excellent piece it's well worth a read you know it just talks about how class cullum boyle is He's Ireland's best man, in my opinion. And there's an old tale we at Mayo are back here like to tell our fellow inbreds is that if Cullum Boyle had been alive during the 1916 Rising, Northern Ireland would not exist. That's the old legend as it goes. I think it's true. So, folks, we're coming to the end of the Mayo are back podcast, but before we finish, we haven't anything else to do other than to reveal that the Mayo are back podcast, the big one, the final edition, will be coming to you live and exclusive from the roof of Mace Supermax in Delhi in none other than Ballinalak, Westmeath, County Mayo. So, folks, if any of you are interested in coming to that uh, podcast, you can DM the page. We'll get the ticket sent out to you for a very reasonable price, I think, of €19.51. We couldn't be left out, you know, our, our colleagues there making another rival podcast. They're having their sponsors fly them over to London, no less. So, you know, we couldn't be left out of the equation. We got on to our sponsors and they've arranged for us to set up a real live podcast up for the match special with a meet and greet afterwards with your favourite Mayo pundits and analysts. Listen guys it's going to be an absolutely whopper podcast we've got special guests from both sides of the Mayo Dublin divide we're going to have exclusive interviews from Mayo men playing with inside County Dublin Enda Vardy and Con Mort will be join- joining us live and exclusively on the Mayo or Back podcast so it promises to be an absolutely Mayo mad night there'll be red and green mist descending all over Ballinalak and if any of you are interested in purchasing some tickets please get in contact cash only please if you want to get in contact with us the number you dial is 087-1951 do 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 we'll see you there to play us out on this week's podcast we've got a special Mayo or back twist on a well-known Irish classic it's the Sunday game theme tune Do, 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 mayo, do, 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 mayo, do, 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 do,
do 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 mayo do 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 Cut, um, boil. Do, 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 do,